1: Baker's. Fresh for everyone.
2: Hi everybody welcome to who cares about the rock hall a podcast about the rock and roll hall of fame i'm your host joe quazala i know too much about the rock and roll hall of fame and i refuse to apologize for it with me as always via zoom video chat is my co-host who doesn't know anything about the rock and roll hall of fame if she learns something she forgets it and she doesn't know uh, what we're doing today or who the guest is it's kristen suddard hello
0: clueless and also refusing to apologize it's me <laughs> Hey uh, Kristen
2: welcome hello. to this mystery of a show for you
0: Truly not a clue I've been I've been on the Zoom for 3 minutes and just I I've, I've seen what our guest looks like and that's all I know
2: Right well let's go ahead and bring him in I'm excited to have him uh, he is not only a writer for Rolling Stone but he is the dedicated journalist who covers the rock and roll hall of fame for rolling stone it's Andy Green
3: hi how you doing
2: andy thank you so much for joining us i'm
3: excited yeah, to cool. have you of course, andy i'm, I'm so, so
0: sorry that's your beat the rock and roll hall of fame
3: yeah that is one of my beats i've been doing it for a long time did you choose it I sort of started my career there in a weird way. I'm from Cleveland. So I've sort of been a part of the Hall of Fame world for a very long time in a weird way.
0: You remember like when they built the museum and everything. Uh, believe me, I yes. do know that the, the Hall of Fame is different. <laughs> it's an ephemeral idea that lives in the hearts of yes. middle-aged men, but that the actual building is a museum.
3: Yes, I remember very well when it opened and the giant concert that, that, that they held there, it was a very big deal in, in the town. And I worked there about five years later when I was in high school. So I sort of started my career at, at the actual museum.
2: What were you doing? What was your specific title? At, uh, the, at the
3: well, museum? it changed over the years. I did my senior project there. So I was 18 when, you, when for four weeks at the end of your senior year, you go work somewhere. I volunteered there. Uh, and they hired me a oh, man um,
0: after Joe was heart if there ever <laughs> was one
3: yeah yeah so then they hired me in that summer i i was in guy was in curatorial i was all around i went back during college breaks i got very close to the staff there and that got me the internship at rolling stone and i've been there about 16 years
0: solidifying the hall to rolling stone connection that we've yes. always <laughs> suspected and known about Which,
3: which it, which is very tight it's a, a lot less tight now than it used to be but they used to work there so like joel parisman who is the hall of fame president he, he was in our office for all those years so i saw the inner workings very very up close and okay. the meeting each year i mean i can't even get. There, there's so much to say but yes i'm very intimately involved with the whole i
0: have a million questions which is surprising to me yeah uh, i'm shocked <laughs> well i well most of them are about like what what is the like what are the inner workings of the like staff of the museum like do you know what i mean like what's yeah. the worst job at the place what's the best job at the place did you ever get to touch something that no one else got to touch did you yes. ever get to try on like somebody's like an Elton John cape yeah. you know things like that
3: i mean at the museum itself the worst job i don't know i think the folks that were in accounting, they seem pretty bummed out a lot of the time. (laughs) Yeah,
2: it doesn't seem fun. Yeah, Yeah.
3: it was not very glamorous. Uh, The coolest job was definitely curatorial where they get the artifacts and they set up all of the exhibits. I got to go back to the storage space. I held some Beatles guitars and some Grateful Dead guitars. It was pretty cool. Oh, wow. There was a private cheap trick concert there one night where it was basically, it was a bunch of people at a party that were just talking to each other and and a show by Cheap Trick, that was just for me basically. There was like, there was no one else that was even watching it. What? It was a weird night, but, yeah. That seems it was, very
2: disrespectful.
3: Yeah, it was. It was a small <laughs> crowd and they didn't seem to care. I, I couldn't believe it. I was seeing Cheap Trick from the first row. That was a long time ago. I mean, there's the museum and the Hall of Fame, and they're 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 very separate. Most of my career has been much nearer to the Hall of Fame than to the museum. I haven't worked there in a long time.
2: Right. So by being at the Rolling Stone office, you are also, you know, the annual nominating committee. It famously happens in- Yeah.
3: And my good friends serve on it. So that was a big day. So every year I'd sit out of my cubicle. And when the day came, they'd go filing past my desk. So there's Steve Van Zandt. There's Questlove. There's Tom Morello. There's Seymour Stein. There's John Landau. And they're all walking past to the boardroom. And my editors are in there too. So they'd walk past, and I, I would go, guys, do the Smiths this year. Please listen. the Smiths. <laughs> I would lobby, but every time. And then during the breaks, they would walk out, and I would run up, and they'd show me, like, the tally. It was my favorite day of the whole oh year. Oh, my
2: God. Tally. Yeah. yeah. So you get to see Wait, who
0: they, you, just you misses the ballot. The, like, as if you had, like, a physical manifestation of it. Like, they showed you the whiteboard.
3: Yeah. No, uh, it with was the on a legal pad. It was my, I, I, I had some friends and they would take notes. So it was a very long day where they go around the room and they each say two names. It would get whittled down. So I would see the long list and the smaller list. It was very exciting.
0: This Joe, if you could sneak one of those to him, <laughs> I think you'd be making his day That's like it's like getting the set list for the nomcom, you know? Yeah, because
2: not only do you see, because we see obviously the ballot that's public, but you are seeing both who is getting the most love in the room, in like a ranked order, and then also a bunch of names that do not make the ballot too. A
3: ton of names that don't make it, and then I see the vote. Then the ballots start coming in, and they're mailed to Rolling Stone.
2: Wow!
3: Right. It's possible. I don't want to say it's possible for years. I would see every ballot when it came in, and I would see the numbers grow each day.
2: That's tense. I would imagine because you've got your own your own picks and your own favorites, and then seeing like like it's a horse race.
3: It's a horse race. So I would see people who were way the bottom would always shock me. People at the way top that would shock me, and they don't release those numbers. But It was really something just to see it come in.
0: Joe, this is. I just feel like. If you had known this was a job when you were a kid, yeah. I feel like you would have mm-hmm. aimed a little differently. you but know, the, I guess we're glad you're a comedian, blah blah blah, but like
2: <laughs> yeah would would I have traded having a comedy Central special to be in the be near the nominating committee room <laughs>
3: right. potentially yeah, it's, not it's as possible. exciting as you would think, and it's just once a year, and then I would help write the ballots i would I would write band bios on on the ballots a, a few years. So your
0: biggest snub thus far has been the Smiths. That's like your, the one that you would most passionately.
3: There's a bunch. I mean, that's
2: that's kind of the foundation of our show is that there's a bunch.
3: I was pushing for the cure for years. It finally Mm -hmm. happened. I keep saying Joy Division and New Order. They should be in as a single entity, and then the yes, same way the faces and the small faces. <laughs> yes, they should. It a lot. Yeah, Kristen, is- <laughs> Kristen is laughing because I harp on this. This is non-stop. Joe's like. Yeah, I'm obsessed with this. Um, and Devo and the pixies and the replacements and I think sonic youth we might pavement. be the I think you same guys guy. are the same
0: person <laughs> we might be yeah. the same guy there was a yeah. divergence at some point and just you know half of you went toward comedy and half of you went toward i,
3: I just
2: yeah this is the multiverse theory if yeah.
3: i <laughs> these are yeah, real like these are exactly his top list like yeah, exactly. and things finally changed in recent years that 80s synth pop particularly out of england was so not happening and yeah. it's finally happening i've seen a big shift and that's yeah exciting.
2: the cure finally broke down the door and it seems like they're all falling into place hopefully yeah
3: you might say hopefully the
0: new wave will come crashing in
3: yeah, <laughs> Perhaps. I just, because they've changed the board a bit and they've changed the voting list. I'm a voter, but I'm not on the board. Right. And I've seen the voting list grow as they've tried to be more inclusive and, and getting more young people. Because for a while, the problem was it was just the same old voters and the inductees all vote. So Which is a problem. Bring- the problem they would bring in will anthony and the imperials and it's 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 a many in their 80s and now they all vote and they don't know shit a A, about morrissey (laughs) yeah you know they want things they know
2: yeah and i mean we even saw very add
0: in on some of those conversations also
2: right because i mean we were we've had seymour stein on the show a few times and we're Uh friendly and have had bob merlis and andy paley and guys who used to be on the nominating committee Years ago, and you know they are no longer. I mean, Seymour's still on in some sense, although he hasn't gone in person the past few years. But you know, some of those guys from the old guard, you know, they have their opinions, and they are funny because yeah,
1: and
3: they're often wrong. I mean, I've interviewed, I interviewed Steve Van Zandt a few years ago, and he said it makes me physically sick that the Talking Heads are in, but Paul Revere and the Raiders aren't. He's like, he's like, that's an insult, and I'm like. Steve, no. Steve, Steve, that's grounds for removal what? from the like it's, committee. It's, there's people like Steve who firmly believe the music that was out in their teenage years is the most important music ever. And I, everything after that just sucks. Yeah. You know? And they're stubborn and they, they cling to this ridiculous notion that the 60s is this golden age and everything was perfect in the 60s. And then uh, you do this, know you this,
0: work yeah. at Rolling Stone. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, like,
3: yeah, but, yeah, things have changed there too. There's been changes that have been made all around. There's been huge changes. I mean, Jan Wenner is no longer the president, you know, he's no longer the yeah. chairman. So there's been very big changes. But as long as the nominating committee is full of Steve Van Zandt types, they have a, a very rigid view of what rock is. And often, it, and a
0: very flexible view of what a single is.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, that Of what should be in the
0: singles category? Because this is this has been a debacle. Ooh. Joe is
3: very I,
2: angry we about were, it. We were at the ceremony for 2019 when they yeah. it wasn't when they debuted the singles, right. but I would say the year where the singles category really went off the rails. And I screamed when they included the Isley Brothers. Yeah, I, it's, I screamed just, at my
3: it's just whatever Steve Van Zant wants. Yeah,
2: Yeah. to give him unilateral power over, you know, something that they devote time to during the ceremony is very bizarre to me. And I think the fact that they keep him on the nominating committee at all should be (laughs) enough to placate him. The idea of them giving him, you know, airtime and it's a real
3: mess. When John Landau is the chairman, then that kind of stuff can happen.
2: Yeah, you know, it's, it's almost like there's some sort of connection between the two of them.
3: Oh hmm, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know what that could be yeah, though. To bring the uh, full East Street band also, which I supported, but you can, you know. And oh then, my then,
0: gosh, then, that East e Street band induction! <laughs>
3: I have, I have called them out on it personally. I interviewed David Sanchez a few weeks ago, and I was like, David, you talk for seven minutes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, the reports were that it was even longer than that.
3: It was brutal. I yeah, and we were waiting to see Nirvana, right? We were. We yeah. couldn't wait to see Nirvana and the e Street Band talk for an hour. Jesus And Christ. it was torture. It was just, and, and I'm a Springsteen super fan, and I was still ready to kill them, just start murdering people.
2: Do you go to every induction ceremony that you yeah. can?
3: I've been every year back to 06 or something.
2: Including the ones in, in Cleveland and the one that was out here? i missed
3: la actually i go to all the cleveland ones you know i'm i'm from cleveland right so that's my family's there so i just go home yeah yeah Yeah, so i missed the rush one which which was a bummer i wasn't in la but i've been to all of them back to 06
2: so there's i mean we could talk for hours about that but i'm curious about one since you have some connection to rolling stone and the hall are you you're not sitting at the tables are you
3: they gave us the crappiest table way in the back, the <laughs> okay. single worst table like, you're, you're by the still, exit almost. But it's still, it's still a table. It's still a table. It's still a table, and there's like they've dessert and stuff there. It's a, it's a <laughs> meal.
2: <laughs> so is there any type of VIP
3: access for you? Yeah, we get staff badges, mm-hmm. so we have free roam over the entire place. But we divide it up. This yeah. year, they're going to yeah. get
0: special access to some breakout rooms. Oh, yeah,
3: Zoom, some Zoom rooms. <laughs> they're
0: going to be in some VIP Zoom rooms, really just hobnobbing.
3: Yeah, so in the early years, I, I would run. I would go back and forth to backstage and watching the show. And I would do interviews with people in the press room. I'd run back. And it was too chaotic. So now we divide it up where my colleagues are backstage. I watch the show. That's and a I good go deal. Home and I do the recap.
2: That's a that's a very good deal. I would want to be out there watching the show too. Yeah, I'm uh, like yeah. you
0: are living Joe's dream life. You <laughs> yeah. have all access, but you're not to blame.
3: Um, <laughs> you have no culpability. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and my big thing each time is that before they announce it, I get the names and I do all the interviews I can. So on yes. the day of the announcement, I have I have Q and A's done with every willing person, which is tough some years, but.
2: Right. I mean, and it's you you could say, I don't know if this is fully true, but like yeah. you are often the first people that they are talking to
3: once they learn that they're nominated I or inducted. I often speak to them a few minutes later in some years. I've told some by accident. Oh my god, <laughs> there can were you, some wires crossed. Yeah. Can
2: you tell us who you've told?
3: Yeah, sure. I told Steve Hackett out out of the band Genesis. Genesis. Because they told me the band knew. I eagle I Joel. So the entire <laughs> band knows. Then, and he was, yeah, but he didn't think about Steve. So I called up Steve. <laughs> and he had no freaking idea. He
0: wasn't on the group text. No, and he was shocked. Yeah. What year was this? It was 2010. So it would have <laughs> okay, been. Okay, yeah. so he was in the group email. Yeah. The, yeah. He was in the Google group
3: or whatever. Yeah, so that was Google funny. Waves. But often I'm the first person that they're really talking to about it.
2: I'm curious what sticks out to you from your memories of those conversations
3: just how they reverse themselves how before they get inducted, yeah. they the always say effort. i don't i don't give a shit this is not the fans i don't who cares then they get in and it's like rush or something then they go oh my god this is life changing this is everything to me <laughs> you know it's always complete reversal once they're in
2: it's funny how consistent that is too it's always when they're not in like this doesn't matter and who gives a shit yeah and then as soon as they're in it they're on their and knees they even got,
3: and with even neil Peart, who you think we the last person who would care he he was, he was very emotional on the, the day of it. It was shocking.
2: Yeah. And I think that's, I, I, to me, that's like one of the reasons why the rock hall is worth anything like worth, you know, cause it does mean something to the artists and it gives them for, especially for a band like rush or say like a band like the zombies that have not received those kinds of accolades before it's a chance to kind of give them their roses.
3: Yeah. You know, I go back and forth on it. I often think that, but there's some years I'm there and I'm thinking to myself in a cynical moment, I'm like, this means nothing. This is just something that was thought <laughs> up by two people to have a big party in a ballroom. And this doesn't mean anything.
0: My <laughs> man.
3: So, but usually I am all on board, but sometimes I'm sort of feeling that this is just all meaningless. So I go, I go back and forth.
2: Yeah. And, and going back to the induction performances whether it's it's stuff that aired on television or something that happened Mm -hmm. behind the scenes i'm curious if there's anything that sticks out to you
3: from your years of going to the ceremonies god there's been so many of them it was more fun back at the waldorf right it was a private event uh, yeah more special it was a smaller thing you were at tables by the people uh i think the stooges were just so great that's
2: what uh, that's what came to yeah. mind to me as well, just because of the juxtaposition between their energy and the
3: the yeah. Waldorf vibe and I watched Eddie Vedder get so excited and then they called fans on stage. he stormed on stage and was just so happy. <laughs> it was a very fun night and was was that the same year as Genesis it's all that blurring like that
2: was the same It was,
3: was yeah watching just how random it was to go from the Stooges to like genesis and everything it it was looser back then it wasn't quite as. Well,
0: I mean, I've heard a million stories of the all-star jam and everybody being just called up and grabbing whatever instrument is free and, you know, Paul Schaefer trying to wrangle everybody and it being like terrible but wonderful chaos.
3: Yeah though i remember i was interviewing jeff beck a few years ago and i asked him about the famous one which was in like 88 when it was everybody it was dylan and the stones and the beals and he was yeah i got on stage and they handed me a guitar and i've never heard a worse sound in my life than like 40 (laughs) guitarists playing at once that didn't rehearse he's like it was the single worst thing i have ever heard
2: you get that sense because there are there's video footage of it and it's you know they do their best to like sweeten it but there's some stuff because it's you're looking at maybe legitimately 50 people on stage to the point where you can't even tell who's on there even if you know everybody because there's yeah. not enough angles to cover it
3: yeah and when they put it out on dvd they <laughs> needed everybody's permission so the number of phone calls to oh get, my even, god like, to, sure to say yes and all these random people up there it was like months of work just to clear all that i remember i remember all that process
2: yeah because yeah, i've tried to watch those and and try to identify everybody and it is it is
3: difficult. It's very tricky, yeah.
0: There's a DVD set.
3: Yeah, yeah there's you, a Time Life set. It's time like the, Life. Oh,
0: like a night time like one of those like All the years of the Rock Hall kind of. Yeah.
2: I think yeah. th- I must have sent you like a video I on my phone you sent of me a video the
0: of the ad for it.
2: Cuz it's like funny. A- because it's like time life. It's like the classic infomercial, like nine DVD set for this um, for three payments of twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, it's like that type of thing, but it's just induction. They moments.
3: count even they did a big garden show for day twenty fifth back in oh mm-hmm. nine, and that was like the biggest rock hall night. i you know that was two nights of just insanity where it was sort of peak rock hall.
2: Yeah, Kristen, you've seen that because they they show that on a loop. At the museum,
0: oh, I have so yes. It was like Billy Joel was there, and so was Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, I think they I walked together. in. Yeah, yeah, when they man. were they were playing together. When I walked into like the theater, uh, right? At the museum and
3: by Jan produced that. Who's in the office? So uh, I saw the two-year up two of those concerts. That from trying to book Neil Young and all the stuff that he tried to do that didn't happen.
2: Oh man, uh, did, you, really did you
3: really? Oh yeah. I was there both nights. It was a very long weekend.
2: But that's, that's one of the, I do think, one of the best things that the Rock Hall has produced. It really is like a feat, given how many people were involved and, and how they
3: pulled it off. Yeah, it was amazing. And at the last minute, they lost Clapton because he got sick. So they they had to sub jet back for him.
0: And it yeah. was foreboding how he would fall off the list in 2020.
3: Down For
2: to, the 500. We we talked
0: one last week about
2: <laughs> the 500 albums list. Oh, Triple yeah. inductee, was... only
0: one album on the list now. Well, well, yeah. well. All the yeah. Mighty Have Fallen. We... Should have showed up. Shouldn't have gotten sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In 2009, they're yeah. holding, <laughs> they holding on to the grudge.
2: Now, speaking of the 500 list, you wrote some of those entries, Yeah
3: voted i wrote i was really involved with that whole thing yeah oh uh, man
0: we have like double questions this is gonna be a three-hour interview <laughs> i can tell you that for sure wow uh,
3: how did you feel about
2: the list uh as it came out you also probably got did you see the ballots for that too uh yeah okay oh my god i mean
0: um i did like beyonce vote i think she
3: did didn't she they I said she they said she yeah. did yeah, okay. yeah, yes,
2: she's she's on yes. the list of of, of yeah. voters that they published.
3: I didn't love the idea of redoing in the first place. I, I was I was there the first time, and I and just figured, God, we'll, we'll we'll do it again. We already did that. Are uh, you a 2012
0: guess, list, Stan? You really like the 2012? No,
3: I'm AL3 20- list, Stan. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> to go way back.
0: Controversial. Yeah. No better albums have come out since then, 2003.
3: Well, I know. I, I get the need to redo it. It was just a pain. It's so much work. Mm-hmm. I love Marvin Gaye. I don't think it's the best album of all time. I think that the album it is very high peaks, but there's also filler, too. I thought that was a weird choice. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a straight I was truly surprised, and it took me a long time to guess it. We just did an episode about this. I truly come in with very little knowledge at, I've retained a lot over the years, but I try not to Um, (laughs) against my will. I have absorbed a lot of knowledge about the list and yeah, I was very shocked that that was number one. Do you think that, I mean, we were postulating that it was like a timely pick.
3: It's of the moment.
0: Like a definitely love them. Pick.
3: I think people were thinking about the politics of right now, and mm-hmm. it fits, and the best songs are some of the best songs I've ever heard. You know, that like Mercy Mercy Me and the title track are brilliant. Yeah. I love Marvin Gaye. Just the best album of all time. I think that's a bit what, of a stretch.
2: What was your number one pick on your ballot? I was voting strategically. Okay.
3: So. Oh, God, you really are, Joe. This
0: is like <laughs> yeah.
2: fucking. Yeah, I would do the wild. same thing too. Because if you don't, if you want an album to get on the list, you have to rate it highly. Yeah. And you also have to keep out the albums that
3: you think would be competing with it. So I did the first Devo record as my favorite album of all time. Was, nice. I, I love that record.
0: When the scoring was done, was it like ranked choice voting then? So like who you put as your number one got the most points?
3: You know, I truly don't know how they weighted it. I think we've really been at the office. I think it was weighted to some. Yeah, I think that a number one that carried more weight than like a number fifty or something.
2: I I would imagine it would be fifty points for your number one choice, and then descending down to number fifty, which gets one point.
0: Everyone yeah. submitted fifty. They did not submit five hundred. Good.
3: Correct. No, it, was, it, it was it was just fifty. <laughs> it would be so
0: wild. In the maybe yeah. if you Everyone can, submitted five.
3: Five hundred songs. But albums, albums. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: just trying to imagine if I could even do it.
3: Like. Yeah, it would be really hard.
2: Uh, Andy, did they, I don't know if you know, but did was that the same process for 03? Did they have to submit 50 or was it 100? Because I, I, I'm hearing competing things.
3: It was looser back then. And back then it was more analog. It was like actual paper ballots that we mailed out and everything. Mm-hmm. From what I remember when I was an intern, I truly forget. And it, it may have been a hundred back then. I, I just don't remember.
2: I'm going to get back to the rock hall with some probably overly specific questions that you may not have any idea, (laughs) but you know, I'll ask anybody who I think might know what the fuck happened with dire Straits. Do you have any idea? Good question.
3: Uh, From my understanding, it was a David Knopfler problem at first that they, that those two guys just hate each other Mm -hmm. and they haven't been in the band for a long time. Mark has never wanted to do any sort of a reunion. Mm-hmm. He used the band as sort of like a Nine Inch Nails band that it's a band in name only, but it's but it's him. Interesting. The thought of honoring people that he hasn't talked to in years. I think that pissed him off. The fact that they toured Europe as Straits recently really pissed him off.
2: Oh, without Dyer, they just called yeah. I think yeah, it's called nice.
3: Straits. You know, it was because without him, it's a joke, obviously. But they try at least a few of them. That's odd. To John, to the bass player John, but the rest of them, I think he doesn't like i think there's been fights that's been over publishing and i think his night of hell is flying to cleveland and playing sultans of swing with his estranged brother and people that he's been suing for you know it's just it was not going to happen
2: well also what what why didn't anyone induct them that was also bizarre that's maybe the more bizarre thing like because i get you know because artists don't show up Re- right. With some frequency.
3: Sure, sure. The sure, idea
2: sure. of not having anyone give a speech was really the.
3: I'm trying kind to of remember. I think the idea was to, because they weren't going to perform. Mm-hmm. And I think they wanted the night to go faster. So it was just do the montage, the quick speeches, bye. But I they didn't the,
0: try to get there. You don't know if there was like them attempting to find someone. I don't think
3: they even tried. I think they were so frustrated with the mark thing. I think that with every year that goes by, there's always talks how can we make this thing go faster yeah good i think thought. it's a
0: good idea to See. have those conversations yeah i think those are really mm-hmm. good ones
3: there's always been the plan of if it's a band of six people, then just one person talks, you know, but that really insults like the bass player. It's it's the biggest moment of his life. Yeah. And to be told he can't talk or really piss him off. So there's always attempts to do that. I think the decision was just they aren't coming. We have so much other big stuff happening. We want Dire Straits to be as fast as possible. Yeah. And then the last minute they are like, you know what, John, how about you do it? You know, it was just, I think it was just chaos.
2: Yeah. That, that is, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that it's rude. Yes, that's it.
0: also. It just makes me be like, then don't put them in. You know what I mean? Like, well,
2: if that's how you're going to treat it, <laughs> if this truly is an honor, you know, it, it's just a weird thing. Also, nothing, something they have never done before. I mean, you know, and the next year, Radiohead more or less didn't show up, fewer members than Dire yeah. Straits. So and
3: uh, I did a big story about Radiohead about three years ago. So uh, I asked all five guys about right. going the Hall of Fame. You're the I person that
2: got them on the record. Yeah,
3: bit. I got all five of them. So I'm I'm at a restaurant. I'm with Tom York. I was nervous because he's, you know, it's scary. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, you know, Tom, so the band's eligible for the Hall of Fame in a year. He's like, oh. I'm like, well, he just <laughs> don't ask me about that. You know, he was just disgusted by the thought of it. Yeah. Whereas I asked Colin, the bass player, and he was like, it sounds like fun. and yeah. it, And he didn't show up. <laughs>
2: Right, I know. We, I, he was the one I was expecting because you had him on the record as saying yeah, he that he thought it sounded happy. cool.
3: Yeah, I think that Ed and Phil are sort of more are the most willing to to go out and do stuff. I just think Tom. I think if you're Tom, you view yourself as an active, current, fresh artist and being part of like some organization that honors that. You know, that's like that's like a but the zombies down the hollies. Like to him, it's just sort of a sign of death. He wanted he wanted he'd want no part of it.
0: I just can't think of anything that like is less Radiohead than yeah. being in the rock and roll hall of fame. <laughs> it just—it's like what? It doesn't sound very Radiohead to me. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't have liked to see them perform because I sat through the whole thing. Um, yeah. But
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, I—I I mean, to me, it makes sense. Although Joe's biggest moment is that speech where.
2: Well, Ed know. and Phil, like, turned a corner on it, or at least especially Ed did. He seemed to realize or have some sort of a epiphany about what the whole thing
3: was. Yeah, it's a story you often hear that these British people often, they don't watch it on TV. They didn't grow up with it, so they don't really get it. That mm-hmm. it's not until they're actually there, they kind of get the spirit of it.
2: Right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but I just want to tease what we're going to be talking about. Uh, Kristen there i know what we've been talking about is not what we're going to be talking about Uh, that's all just context for andy and his connection but there is rock hall news for this induction ceremony they have released the list of guests of people really involved so what we're going to do is we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to talk about those people and what they potentially might be doing we don't have that information so we will be right back in just a second Welcome back, everybody. We hope you had a nice break. We hope over your break, Kristen, you. That
0: I hope that you uh, really had a long think about what constitutes the difference between a band and a, um, a side project.
2: Sure. That sounds great. All right. So there is huge Rock Hall news. We are actually recording this later in the week than we normally do because this episode is going to drop within hours i'm going to edit it immediately after we're done recording so they have announced who is going to be involved in the induction ceremony this year and i say involved because usually i'd say who's going to be there but obviously people can do it from their homes or wherever we don't really know how this thing is going to what it's going to look like is
0: is this a comprehensive list or is this kind of a coachella and more kind
3: of um, um,
2: we, I guess we don't know. I mean, there's always the, the Rock Hall likes to have surprises, but this seems to me pretty comprehensive. There's a there's a long list of names.
3: I think the last two words of the long list are and, and more. Okay,
0: yeah. Yeah. okay, so, so there could be there could be some some surprises. I, I like that as, yeah, an, uh, as an option
2: on the infographic. It says, and more, but in the, the press release, there were some names that weren't on the poster. So I don't know if that's what uh, that yeah. means, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to work our way down the list. Now, Kristen has no idea who Truly. is on the list. Andy <laughs> does because he wrote the article where I got the information. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with uh, the most obvious like not surprises and then work our way down to some of the weirder names and the ones that we maybe don't have any idea of who they could be connected to because it's not saying who's inducting who or who's going to be and we also don't know how they're going to do the induction process. Some
0: tribute performances ideally.
2: Right. So why don't we why don't we start
0: A a lot of dead folks on
2: would you want to quickly start off, Kristen, can you remember who's being inducted this year?
0: Yeah, I think so. Well, I remembered one right when it started, right when we started the episode. So, obviously, it's uh Whitney Houston, mm-hmm. uh BIG, mm-hmm. T-Rex, yes. who I remembered. Oh god, who's the old band? The Doobie Brothers? Yes. Um the and band. then there's one more. No, there's two. Oh, more. it's um there's two more. Uh it's um Depeche Mode. Yes. Yeah. And um there's one more. Yes. It's not a woman.
2: No, it is, of and course, not a woman. <laughs> <It's> a <laughs> it is not. <laughs> kind of a, a, a woman.
0: A, I know it's not. Uh, it's what?
2: A des- a descendant of Depeche Mode on some level, I would say.
0: Oh, Nine Inch Nails. That's right. There you go. Yeah. And, then,
2: and then this is always a hard one. Do you know the two non-performer inductees?
0: They are managers. Mm-hmm. They are white guys. They are buried with the hall of fame itself yes, yeah i know right. uh, it truly <laughs> one it, runs
2: the nominating committee the other one's on the board
0: is it john landau is one is of them john, john Landau's yeah. one and G- george martin has already gotten in right he was
2: not a manager uh <laughs> he was the producer for the beatles it's, but he
0: got in didn't he, he did. he's been inducted yeah, yeah okay somebody else has one of those names then
2: his name is irving oh, azoff
0: Yeah. I was about to, I was like, it's like not Ahmet Erdogan. It is.
2: <laughs> er, okay. Is off. So let's go through this list. So we've got Bruce Springsteen and that should be, I'm going to have you try to guess, Kristen.
0: Oh, okay. Bruce, Bruce Springsteen, obviously Whitney. Um, no, uh, who, uh, who's he going for? Um, let me try and remember who is in here again. Is he T-Rex?
2: No. So remember who the, this, this is supposed to be super easy. Uh, <laughs> The remember who the non performer? Oh,
0: was. he's doing John Lando.
2: John Lando's his manager for oh, sure. I
0: forgot about the stupid non performers.
2: <laughs> he will he will say something we don't <laughs> it's know.
0: So dumb! It's very very stupid. Like they can give themselves a little award if they want to, but like we don't need two more white guys in the hall, and I don't care. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, <laughs> like they can that's... literally do whatever they want. It's fine. A little a little award for Bruce Springsteen and Company again from essentially <laughs> Rolling Stone and the Rock Hall. Congratulations. As a treat, on top of a you know <laughs> platter of cakes, on top of just a bevy of desserts that they've already gotten.
2: And then I'm kind of connecting this also with Don Henley is be is going to be present. So
0: is he for the other guy, Irving yeah. Azoff?
2: Irving Azoff is the manager for the Eagles.
0: Don so Henley, that- straight up looking like my stepdad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that I, that those two, I think anyone could have predicted. They're the obvious choices for those two guys. Also, another obvious choice, Sean Combs, Diddy himself. I think Diddy everybody knew. Diddy
0: going to do Big, obviously, and I bet he'll be a big part of some sort of tribute. Yeah.
2: At the very if, least, like, I, I would Evans say. Like Faith Evans on
0: the list and Kim. Like, who's who's on the list? They're
2: not. So we'll we'll work our way down, but those two are not on the list. But I would they're imagine not? he is at least giving a speech.
0: Yeah, he's going to cry.
2: Yeah, <laughs> probably.
0: Were you the one that told me, or that? have we talked about how like electricity acts up around did we learn that on this show about how ele- electricity acts up around diddy
2: I don't, I, that doesn't sound there's familiar like a, to me. There's
0: like, I know Andy, someone does that who's sound been familiar in to his you? presence. Does this sound familiar to you, Andy? No. Okay, well, we can cut this, but I have definitely heard <laughs> that, I don't. that there's electricity is always acting up around Diddy and that clocks often malfunction in his presence.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> I
0: thought this was something that one of our guests had told us. And honestly- don't don't put me on record i don't want i don't want someone coming after me
2: yeah uh, well i'm glad that then there's not an in-person induction because i would hate to i mean there's a lot of electric equipment with the well, and nine inch nails so that would really that wouldn't be well, i'm good.
0: also just like i'm glad that the ceremony is gonna it's not gonna be live right
2: no no okay
0: because you know his zoom could go all haywire like
2: yeah right <laughs> we got to be careful we got to be it's careful a, it's
0: it's a technical feat okay so yeah he's gonna do big obviously
2: all right. Next up, we have Jennifer Hudson. That should be pretty easy.
0: Yeah, she didn't do Whitney. And Jennifer we had talked. I mean, that's we've talked about her before. But I want like I she'll probably do the induction then. But I'm like, you know, I One. want a trio of singers. I want them to do it like Emmylou Harris style, but with soul. Like, I yeah. That's
2: well, we've talked about. uh I mean, Garrett Kennedy, who's, you know, the kind of the Whitney Houston expert kind of told us that this is going to be Clive Davis's decision. And he has kind of anointed Jennifer Hudson as the person to be the heir apparent and to do
3: that. So
0: confirm or deny, confirm or deny Clive Davis, I think that
3: makes sense. But I think it's going to be very different this year where there's more than one person that's doing everybody.
2: Yeah, both Ooh. the speeches and the performances. Because we've, we've got a lot of names oh, here. Oh,
0: yeah. They'll be, yeah I, don't think, I think she'll also perform, though, as part of a probably big...
2: Because, I mean, you know. I think it's likely that some of these people on the list, and maybe not, but it's possible that they're only, like, talking for 30 seconds as part I, of a montage.
3: Yeah, I think it's my understanding from talking to people there's going to be sort of mini documentaries with new interviews that are a big mm-hmm. part of this. I like that.
0: I like yeah. it too. And also they'll be able to edit it. So it's like, yeah, someone can talk for an hour and they'll just get them being like, Whitney, Whitney. It'll be like 10 people saying the name in a row and then we'll get yeah. like a snippet about each part of the, you know, mm. oh, what a voice. What a you know, like all in a row. I can, feel, I can see where it's headed. It, and I think it's, a, I think it's an improvement in some ways.
3: Yeah. It'll definitely be different. There's that. Yeah, and I've been talking to them and they said the big goal is not to make this feel the same way that all these other Zoom awards ceremonies, how like they have felt that they want the vibe mm-hmm. to be a bit different than these telethons and stuff that we've seen in the past few months. Yeah.
0: Notoriously innovative rock and roll hall of fame. <laughs> Damn, yeah. I'm dubious, okay, but they, I'm hopeful.
2: The next few names are uh, obvious to me, but I don't know they'd be obvious to you, Kristen. Uh, we've got Ringo Starr on the list,
0: and he's gonna do. So um, we've
2: brought this up before because he directed a concert film for T Rex. T Rex. Yeah, and he seems like an obvious choice. I'm positing that he's potentially someone that they were not able to get for the live thing, but now Some that IRL, it's, yeah, now that they can get him, they can, and that that seems to me like a pretty obvious choice. It's yeah. a good
0: move, too, because that's, I mean, anytime you can get a Beatle, you're really hitting your target audience, and people <laughs> are going to be very excited. Yeah,
2: basically. no, it's, it's built-in marketing, for sure. All these are, but Bringo in particular. The next two, I have a feeling I know what they're going to do, and it's Luke Bryan and Brad Paisley. They're not credited together, but I'm lumping them together based Are on, they
0: going to do doobies?
2: I think that's got to be it.
3: Yeah, I think that the country world is very willing to embrace the doobies in a way that the, well, the rock that it quite hasn't since the seventies.
2: Right. And also, I mean, they did not long ago, the doobie brothers did a country album or they did like an album of their songs with new country artists. Right. I think that makes a lot of sense. Next up, we have Miley Cyrus. Now there's a connection here that I'm, I'm thinking of that maybe won't occur to you immediately, but she is in that black mirror episode. And I don't know if you saw it, but it's, she plays a pop star and she's singing a, and they present it, she's singing a pop version of Head Like a Hole.
0: I was just going to say, is it Nine Inch Nails? That was going to be my like yeah. wild card guess.
2: Yeah. You think, and you
0: think, I mean, obviously I think that's more likely than her being brought on for something involving Whitney.
2: It, I mean, that's an outside yeah. possibility. The
0: Whitney thing, that would be a bummer. I mean, it just isn't right. She's not like
3: a singer like Whitney
0: is. (laughs) She's just not.
3: it occurs to me, it's possible that some of these people are going to talk about two different things. That maybe Miley will talk about Depeche Mode and about Nine Inch Nails. I mean, that seems possible.
0: Do you think, is she involved in any
3: way with Depeche Mode? I imagine she's a fan. It fills up her alley
2: the black mirror episode is fine but the what they do with head like a hole is very funny because she starts off as like a glitzy pop star it's almost like a parody version of head like a hole and like it has lyrics like achieving my goals and and stuff like that The kind of arc of the episode is she, she's so micromanaged and, by her people and then she abandons all that and then becomes a true artist and then sings head like a whole, the Nine Inch Nails version. But in that world, she created it.
0: They might have needed to list her just to use that clip.
2: <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> like, I yeah, yeah, know that's funny.
0: they do like to do that too. They, What was it where they used some like insane... TV clips from like a parody of, of, about a band show. Oh God. Do you remember what I'm talking about? I don't know about? exactly
2: what you're talking about. But it was they,
0: like, they were like, and they were a McDonald's Happy Meal toy or whatever. Oh, like kiss. it was like Kiss. It's yes. definitely
2: Kiss. Cause that's what Kiss is the McDonald's Happy Meal toy band of, <laughs> yes. of rock. The next name might not be obvious to other people, but I'm pretty sure I know who it is based on something that someone told us on our show <laughs> which is billy gibbons from zz top
0: t-rex
2: so as you may remember billy gibbons is he he is repped his pr is done by bob merlis who has been on our show multiple times oh, yes, they're very close oh. friends
0: and his son has also been on our show yeah. we're, we're we're part of the merlis, merlis gang having. over here <laughs>
2: uh and he this came up when we were talking to both bob and seymour stein because Depeche Mode came up because they, uh, their distribution, at least in America, was Sire Records. And so Seymour likes Depeche Mode. And Bob went, hey, if Depeche Mode gets in, and this was years ago, he went, if Depeche Mode gets in, you should reach out to Billy Gibbons because he has a thing about them. He really likes them.
0: He did say that on our show. Remember that? Yes.
2: And I was, I was shocked. I, did, I had no I idea. I straight
0: up didn't know who Billy Gibbons was. <laughs> and so that probably has a lot to do with why I forgot about it. If he had said the guy with the beard or if he had said you should reach out to Z from ZZ Top, you know, like (laughs) then I'd be like, cool, yeah, yeah, that guy, definitely.
2: Andy, I don't know if if you had heard anything like that before.
3: No, that's news to me.
2: Yeah. uh, Wow,
0: see, now it's a real exchange of ideas over here. (laughs) A salon.
2: (laughs) Next up, we have Billy Idol. This wasn't obvious to me, but I did a little digging and I found pictures of a young Billy Idol with Mark Bolin. And then I found out that Billy Idol has covered Bang A Gone. Well,
1: you're slim and you're weak You've got the teeth of the hydra on
2: I definitely think of like a punk from that era in the UK
3: is going to have a lot of love for T-Rex. Right. I'm sure, in, I'm sure in, his, in his teenage years, he was a huge fan. That would only make sense.
2: Okay. So next up, we've got someone who literally could do anything and he comes up every time we talk about potential inductors and it's Dave Grohl.
0: Dave Grohl, always. You got to keep him on board in case somebody yeah. doesn't have any friends. And then Dave Grohl's going to come through and he's going to give the speech. And the hall is going to be like, When are you eligible, guy? Let's get those Foo Fighters in there.
2: Did they specify in the press release, Andy? Because I thought I had read what yes. he was actually
3: going to do. In the press release, it says Dave Grohl will give opening remarks at the start of the show and sort of be the host in some way. Be or the host. Least-
0: we couldn't be more perfect Could it couldn't make more sense that dave Grohl is essentially going to host
3: yeah the which rock they, hall induction which they've been talking about for years there's been talk behind mm-hmm. the scenes a about a host of the whole show for years and years and years now
2: yeah, yeah. i i think i'm happy that they do not do that though right it just seems like more shit to try and manage
0: Oh, my God! And please don't people start people are gonna start writing material, Joe, Have you tried to get a job on this?
2: <laughs> if they get a host, you know I'm gonna try, but oh
0: my God, I have
2: not had a host, but you know you know that I know enough people that I could probably slide a packet someone's way,
0: like literally, oh my God, if you start writing freaking jokes for the hall, I will <laughs> I can't.
2: I'll start glowing and I'll ascend into heaven. <laughs> I
0: know exactly it'll be too much. <laughs> Okay. Oh, my God. Let's
2: go to the next name, which is Alicia Keys.
0: She's going in the Whitney pile.
2: now, yeah.
0: Or uh, she's here for the Doobie Brothers, either.
2: I don't think it's without, it's beyond the realm of possibility that she's involved in the Biggie. Because she was... Oh,
0: New York. Yeah. And yeah. also,
2: you know, she did the Tupac tribute.
0: Yes. So well, we've, exactly. Yeah. We've seen her yeah.
2: interpret hip-hop before. Uh, yeah. One, one or the other seems very likely.
0: I feel like she's, oh, there's not going to all be together. I keep forgetting that. I like, when I imagine the tributes and stuff, I always imagine the like pile on on or the like, you know, then the spotlight comes up on the other side and she's at the piano, like kind of thing. And that's, you know, it's more like her window, there's a star wipe and then we see her or something, I guess. Sorry, you were saying something, Andy. I was
3: going to say, it's a bummer about the Biggie stuff because the hope was to do it. In Brooklyn and have everybody there and do a huge tribute to Biggie at the Barclays Center. So first was Cleveland which was sort of a bummer because that's so un-Biggie and then it's virtual now It just sort of, it's very just, it's just a shame, yeah.
0: It's just very hard because so much of rap is having a crew and hyping and mm-hmm. like having hype people and stuff. It is I'm like, how is this? Maybe everyone will pot up. Maybe there'll be just like a crew will pot up and really, you know, deliver <laughs> something awesome for us.
2: Yeah, it was it was too bad back when there was going to be a ceremony in Cleveland to think about Biggie not being in Brooklyn yeah being inducted in cleveland but then there to me there was a silver lining of like well at least jay-z will be next year and that will be in brooklyn but they've already decided because we pushed back the cleveland one that one's going to be in cleveland too
3: no really yeah and they're changing the calendar it's going to be november from now on right and no, we're,
0: we're, we're still suspicions confirmed well
3: no i mean
2: the ceremony is going to be in november but we're still yeah. unsure if the when the nominating committee is going to convene because typically they would do it at the end of the year for the 25 year eligibility period
3: the early next year
2: yeah and so really it's almost like officially depending on how they want to play it it's officially 26 years of eligibility
3: yeah though i think they're going to play it like it's 25 i think the thought was that they were sick of following the oscars and the emmys and the grammys and being last on the tributes. Mm-hmm. So if they go in November, they they can beat everybody.
0: Get a jump on it.
3: Yeah. Because
0: yeah. there was a lot of, I don't want to say like deflate, but there is just like a little bit of Grammy envy, like Grammy competition in a way with kind of like, oh, they already did the, I mean, I have really gone off about the lack of an Aretha Franklin tribute, and I am still angry about it to this day. Uh, but, you know, we've had people on the show who've been like, the Grammys did such a great one. <laughs> like, how are we gonna yeah. compete, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know, try. I have many <laughs> ideas. Yeah, but, give it at um, least give it a
2: fucking shot. It's like, Aretha, right? I have a
0: lot of ideas and I am very, very, I mean, I, I will just never, ever, ever get over the fact that Chris Cornell, who is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, got his own tribute that was a dirge and was horrible. Yeah. And Aretha Franklin, the first woman inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame they just used her version of what amazing grace over the rip section like i there is no we hate it it's bad there is no justice i'm very mad so but you know this would maybe not have happened if they had gotten to go first so maybe it'll help them (laughs) in the future i'm i'm still now i'm mad again
2: all right let's (laughs) let's keep moving now we're going into some artists where it's not it's maybe not as clear uh saint vincent I to me there's oh, I
0: think she's going to do something with 9 inch nails cuz guitar to me it feels like she feels so great she yeah.
2: So here here's the evidence I've tried to pull uh and try to you know put those strings on the on the corkboard and figure this out. Obviously she's like a she's a relatively like glam kind of artist so T-Rex she
0: could do T-Rex could make too.
2: sense. Now she covered the 9 inch nails song heresy at Coachella in 2018. So we have evidence that she likes that group. But also
0: this is a very much a little yeah, murder conspira- board. Over conspiracy here. brand. Oh my God.
2: Um but she also <laughs> at Coachella in twenty eighteen with the group Bleachers, she covered Just Can't Get Enough by Depeche Mode. Hmm. So, so there's a lot of possibilities. What do you think, Andy?
3: Yeah, I would think more nine inch nails, but I can easily see Depeche Mode. That's confusing. And there's also death tributes too that these people could be a part of also at some point. Oh, that's oh, yeah. that's true.
0: Who died?
2: I guess we we haven't. Little Richard. We've got to imagine there would be some sort of
0: maybe that's Alicia Keys coming in for Little Richard.
3: That's that's yeah. I mean, possible.
0: It's possible. Anything. That was Van Halen
3: dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. my
0: gosh. I mean, I don't. Oh, I, I bet there's a scramble. Yeah, They'd I better.
2: I was gonna say, do you think that they've even been able to lock that down? Because that you know happened days ago,
3: and then this was just well, announced. I think the big problem they're going to have with all of this is doing performances when people are in different locations. I mean, that's bands are living apart. And I think doing a big tribute to Ben Halen will be a lot trickier than it would have been normally. So I don't know how much this whole night is going to even be about performing songs and how much will just be like documentaries and little speeches. That's the big question, I think
0: yeah oh, you are breaking joe's heart right now though. i mean
2: like, I, I i knew that but i i, I yeah i don't know there's got
3: to be something it, it, just
0: to hear it from someone close to the source doesn't <laughs> it hurt a little well, more?
3: i mean i've heard some rumblings that maybe the doobies are not going to play that it's too tricky oh like,
0: boy i hate to see that that <laughs> they didn't get to do it I'm I mean, really they
2: they were probably the it. most excited of anybody. You know, they
3: got so screwed this year because this was their big 50th anniversary year. They got mm-hmm. Michael McDonald back for a big tour. They got the Hall of Fame finally. They had this Vegas residency. They had it was it was it was going to be a huge Doobie year, and now it's just this. So the poor Doobies.
2: Yeah, Doobies got yeah. screwed. Yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do. You know, and here's the thing: I don't hate the Doobie Brothers, but no, I'm they're just great. Like, Hall of Fame is like okay. And also it's just like the most hall thing to do is put the Doobie Brothers in. And, and I wouldn't have been mad. At, like Michael McDonald, I would have enjoyed, I would have had fun watching him perform. I would have enjoyed some sort of like fun harmonizing on Blackwater. Like you can't do that over Zoom. I yeah, think. Too much of a lag. <laughs> maybe they get, but maybe they do it like those, High school acapella groups all do where you know, like everyone's got a single AirPod in, and yeah. they get the track from the next person, from the next person, from the next person. Yeah.
3: I've been told that they don't want that; that they think that looks bad. And they are right. They want They're right. Better. <laughs> yeah. They are correct
0: yeah. in that. And oh, sure. honestly, we're six months into this pandemic, honey Like we should yeah. have learned. Like we're past Brady Bunch screens. Yeah, like no being doubt. okay.
2: Let's uh, let's go on to the next name. Uh, which is Chris Martin from Coldplay.
0: Okay, piano. So what I'm
2: thinking, again, did a little research, was I found out that there's an alternate music video for Viva La Vida directed by-
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, you have to stop. No, no, no. You're You're going to let me barrel
2: through this because I, I I'm going deep. So it was directed by Anton Corbin, who famously directed all the Depeche Mode music videos. Yeah. And that video in particular pays tribute to the Enjoy the Silence video, and he's all dressed up like Dave Gahan. And he said about it, this is our attempt at a video cover version made out of love for Depeche Mode and the genius of Anton Corbin. So he's on the record as liking Depeche Mode. That's my guess.
0: That's yeah, a good I, guess. I'm
2: sure that's it. I mean, I but also... It wouldn't shock me if he was a big T-Rex fan. You know, he's from the UK. They're gods well, of
0: war. we're very light so far on like obvious Depeche Mode connections. And so to me, I'm like... Billy Gibbons. <laughs> Billy Gibbons. Yeah. Billy.
2: Yeah. And maybe St. Vincent. All right. Next up is one that I think I can track, which is Iggy Pop. T-Rex. I would think it would be T-Rex because, you know, he obviously he ran around with Bowie yeah. a lot. And so those circles have to be pretty tight. I was able to find him talking on what looked, seemed like his own radio show, just kind of speaking highly of Mark Bolin and their influence on, like, the Stooges and in, in his work.
0: That yeah. one seems pretty one-to-one. Yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure. But, you know, I could see Iggy Pop being, like, in, into I Trent could, Reznor. Like they, I could
0: see him being into Nine Inch Nails. That would be my other one that I would have thought.
2: Would not shock me.
0: Strong shirtless energy between the two of them, (laughs) Iggy Pop and Trent Reznor on. See again, I'm like imagining them on stage together again. Is also I've had to reframe.
2: Trent Trent Reznor is another guy who ran around with Bowie
3: quite a bit. So, like in different eras. Yeah, very very much later. I think he's not too like up to date with like the '90s crowd. Mid '80s is is his cut. Even though he had
0: such a resurgence in the '90s, that's how I knew him.
3: I think he's old school.
2: Yeah, I, I think you might be right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, of course, he'll be talking about the Doobie Brothers. Um, yeah. <laughs> next, uh, so now we're getting into some names. When where is,
3: When is the Train
0: Spotting soundtrack going to get inducted? That's what <laughs> I want to know, you know?
2: Okay, so next we have some names where I'm starting to lose the thread a little bit. Uh, <laughs> How Gwen's... could it be? Gwen Stefani. The only thing that I could find was that her the last No Doubt album, Push and Shove, what she had said was like kind of a tribute to bands like Depeche Mode.
0: Depeche Mode. It's the only answer is Depeche Mode. Like if you think of any kind of like later No Doubt and her solo stuff, the only band that you could even remotely draw an influence from all of these out of is Depeche Mode. Yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. No doubt. Some might say. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Some say what? Yeah. Yeah, No doubt. It's it's definitely Depeche Mode.
2: That's a sense I get. Uh, Next up, we have Adam Levine. From maroon five
0: why do we have him and i I don't want it i'm gonna <laughs> say I don't want that I don't even want to entertain what the hell he's there for like I don't know
2: so here's here's a thought my first thought was like I don't know fucking doobie brothers and then i I tried to look up some connections and I noticed that in this this sucks, and I hope this isn't it, but Maroon 5, Maroon 5 has done a cover of Closer by Nine Inch Nails. Help me
1: get away from
3: myself. I want to fuck you like an animal.
2: I want to feel you from me
0: inside. I want to fuck you like an
2: animal. God, I hope that's not. Nice. Here's Don't what I think it might be, dare. though. I believe Ir- Irving Azoff reps Maroon Five. Oh, okay, then.
0: Yeah, oh, maybe they, they could talk they, about him. I think they can do. It. They can do a nice little tribute to their nice little manager, and he gets some time on screen for some reason.
2: So, Whatever. That's the only that that maybe is the best connection I can think of.
0: And also, that's the best case scenario.
2: <laughs> yeah. Instead of him singing closer by nine-inch nails, oh, that cow. would really that no. would be a very hall yeah. move, though god i don't think that's happening especially because you don't need to do a tribute performance for nine inch nails because trent reznor can do that in his basement by himself you know what i mean like he's still alive if you want a performance you can get trent
3: yeah and i i'm sure his band i'm sure that that they even live by him you know i'm sure that they're all in la i bet they're a
0: pod i bet his girl also i bet that i bet that they could make a very cool they could film something very cool in his house or in his studio like i don't know it feels very appropriate for nine inch nails vibe to do some sort of like dark recording in in his studio garage it feels
2: yeah i think so too i could see that okay the next name i just don't know uh what she's gonna do and it's nancy wilson from heart
0: it's um t-rex could be
2: t-rex could be Doobie Brothers, but I there's no obvious connection that I can think of.
0: She never covered anything. She didn't have a video, a music video directed by someone in common. Is she managed by one of these guys?
2: I, yeah, I don't think so. I, don't I
0: mean, it's hard.
2: I, th- I don't think Landau really manages anybody else besides Bruce.
0: Maybe they need to do another Chris Cornell tribute.
2: <laughs> well, that was Ann.
0: That was Anne. Okay. Oh, Nancy. So it's the guitarist um, one. So it could be yeah. like a Nine Inch Nails thing. What? Um, just like with I just I'm thinking of like her type of like the Barracuda type guitar. But and do but thinking. for
2: what for what reason and and for and for why?
0: Just like for the heaviness, I don't know.
3: Maybe they're friends.
2: Yeah, I just I I'm not sure of the connection. I know I mean, they're from
3: T Rex is the closest they're I can see. From Seattle. They're
2: from and Seattle, they're, and I don't. Yeah.
3: I would think the doobies. Yeah. Because they're both part of the 70s scene. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. I guess because I always think of Hart because being from the 80s, because that's when I know them from. Yeah. uh, Yeah.
2: But But yes,
3: yeah, that makes sense.
2: It's not obvious. That seems, I mean, maybe she's just buddies with John Landau. Or, you know, there's. I
3: don't think there's a connection there.
2: Yeah, I I didn't think so either. But you know, people are you know, Sandra Bullock's friends with George Lopez. Who knew that was going to happen
3: because she was married <laughs> to Cameron Crowe for like twenty years, and that brought her into that whole world of.
2: People. Yeah, that's that's a, that's an interesting point.
0: And when is the Almost Famous soundtrack going to get inducted?
3: It'll be like yeah. five more years. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We're almost there. <laughs> like yeah. I think almost every band on that soundtrack is in. Is Yes in?
3: Yes, and yes. that took way yes, too yes. long, and that was an awesome night, but yeah. All right, so the
2: last two names, I think I can make the connection of what they're going to be doing, but they are bizarre names to be on the list because they're not musicians. The first one is Charlize Theron. Weird, but I, I, you know, I did some digging, as I to. <laughs> <laughs> And she made them put a Depeche Mode song into the movie Atomic Blonde.
0: How okay. did you find that out?
2: I was searching every one of these names and then the inductee <laughs> names and seeing what came up.
3: Yeah, and uh, I guess she's the age that when she was a teenager that they were kind of peaking.
2: Yeah, and I don't know if, if there was any significance to her being in South Africa.
0: Were they very popular <laughs> in South Africa? Yeah, that's... I
2: mean, a, they're a huge worldwide... They're big
3: act. everywhere, yeah. They're yeah, huge.
2: so potentially. But that's my best guess. And the last name to me is the like the biggest eye roll name and I'm I'm very nervous about who I think this is for and the last name is Lynn Manuel Miranda
0: Oh no 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 no! 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 This is very, very bad. It'll be fine. Maybe he'll just talk. They want him to talk and everything.
2: Yeah, maybe he'll just I he'll swear
0: just swear to like, Christ.
2: If he raps a, a biggie song, I will kill
0: someone. That I. If
2: he fucking it's lays gotta, down some it, it's bars, gotta be Biggie. It's gotta it be has Biggie, to be, this, right?
0: There is no one else. And I, I hope he's
2: just talking he's oh.
0: definitely just talking he's just Kristen, we don't
2: know that he's gonna we be talking that.
0: i oh i really i hate that oh i hate it <laughs> i really i mean it's offensive like i'm angry
2: oh um, yeah it's and i left it for last for a reason
0: mad and they oh my god oh that's very bad i don't like it i am disappointed i am not surprised
2: yeah, there you go a- and more I guess there potentially could be others involved.
3: I would guess that Van Halen is going to cause them to really start making calls frantically now because they have a month. But
2: And there's a a million, you know, guitar players who you could choose from where I don't even know where to begin. I mean, both in-house with the hall, like I got to imagine Tom Morello is is somebody who... Oh, yeah. yeah. But that's a thing, you could make something, I mean, you'd have to do it pretty quickly, but you could make something, not unlike they did for Ringo with the people at the drum set. You know, people with a guitar kind of talking about like how he changed things. And that's just my yeah. pitch off the top of my head. I would think so. I, w-
0: I would love to see it. And I would also love for Joe to get credit for the idea someday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be great.
2: Yeah, and I we wouldn't really talk about the, I do think there will be something for Little Richard, but because it is a different, type of ceremony you know a tribute performance and performances in general we don't really know how that's going to work
3: so but there'll be a death montage still right oh i mean that's that's a layup yeah so they might play one of it so i guess his songs be be sort of incongruous with a death montage yeah if there was tootie fruity just
0: a real good
2: golly miss molly uh but that's so that's but that's exciting though we have a we have a full list of a lot of names maybe more than we're used to and there's there's a lot to speculate on and it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out and it might be playing out right now because they might be filming this stuff you know a month in advance i don't see i think they definitely are Yeah. yeah
0: how long do they have blocked out for the ceremony to be. And it's all gonna be pre-recorded and then they're just gonna release it or is there gonna be anything live?
3: I think it's all pre-recorded. That's my sense too. And I'm not positive, that's my sense of it. And I think that solves some problems that they've had over the years because no matter how much they plan and plan and plan, it's always long.
2: Totally, because they were planning on doing, as you might recall, they were planning on doing the live ceremony, live broadcast uh yeah yeah. keeping it short somehow and that's that's truly
0: unhinged idea an absolutely terrible terrible (laughs) idea
2: yeah but i i was excited to see like how that was going to happen and what that was going to look like and maybe they'll try to do it the next year
0: chaos absolutely a terrible idea a lot of disappointed people with their mics cut off a lot of horrible tech issues i no 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 i i really didn't like that i do think though having it all pre-recorded feels a little stale like it makes you wonder why you should watch it
2: you lose some spontaneity that comes with the the induction ceremonies and the energy of a live performance but
3: and it's the first year of the post-Yan era. There's a new producer of the show. It's sort of a real chance to really start making like some big changes.
2: Yeah. And you know what? I'm betting there's no singles category this year. That's my guess. Although we had been told that it was probably going to happen back when we were talking to...
3: But they didn't broadcast it last year, right? I know. I At mean, the <laughs> ceremony. So yeah. it's sort of being phased out. It feels yeah. like It just didn't work. yeah
0: it had one well it's not a bad idea
3: right the execution is just
0: there are so like the first year made sense and i thought it was going to be a good thing
2: yeah it was it was very much a little little
0: steven's desert Desert island jukebox or whatever like yeah
2: it's fucked up but uh, you know we've we've got a little less than a month I think till the ceremony comes out and so oh
0: my god yeah it's October truly it's coming out I soon. was like not not joking I was like well on the ceremonies not until forever uh time <laughs> has no meaning anymore it has ceased to exist
2: yeah so I think that's just gonna do it Andy I'm so glad we finally got to talk to you you know we usually do these in person but now that we do it over zoom it was like oh we can actually have have people like you on the show and this was a lot of fun. So thank you so much. And if you, if you have anything you want to plug, whether it's your social media or whatever, nah, no. Okay, that's a pass for Andy. <laughs> well, you can you can follow us at RockallPod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can, of course, email us, rockallpod at gmail.com. If you want Kristen to see that message, you're going to have to say that somewhere in your email. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave a review and, re- and rate us five stars only, of course, that would be very nice. That helps us to grow, I guess. Thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusuke Kim for the music. And thank you to Pantheon Podcasts. For hosting us, I'm Joe Quazala.
0: I'm Kristen Studdard, and I did not once ask a question about the hoagie, which displayed a <laughs> lot of restraint. Uh, and I just would like it to be noted, it's on the record. thank you.
2: And who cares
0: about the Rock Hall?